30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. And welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. So today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Because something a little bit different came out over the weekend. And uh, I forgot. Um, So, Wes Anderson is a great director. You may not like his, his style. I mean, some people like to make fun of his style. But... You know, he's one of the few directors that you can go and watch a movie without seeing his name or seeing the logo for his company. And you can look at it and go, this is a Wes Anderson movie. You know exactly what you're getting every time. Um, And if you are a Wes Anderson fan, you will enjoy it. Now, a little bit other story to do with this. Back in uh, 2020, there was a, uh, what's it called? A... No, 2021, was it? Apple TV Plus commissioned from one of the Coen brothers a retelling of Macbeth. Highly stylized by one of the best active directors, using some of the best actors alive, telling the story of Macbeth totally straight. Like, no Baz Luhrmanning it. Like, it's just a straight adaptation. Which, you know, was really good. And I think that there is a case to be made that there should be, you know, works of literature from the past adapted theatrically in a kind of straight way, done by world-class talent. Because it's a great educational tool. Like, that's the thing with, like, you know, that that adaptation of, of Macbeth, is that, you know, it is a very straightforward, you know, adaptation of that play. This is also the same kind of thing. It is a very straightforward adaptation of these four short stories. Um, the Rat Catcher, Poison, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, and I forgot what the fourth one was called, but the one with the boy who uh, was, you know, was tortured. Um, and they're both kind of horror. They're, they're all kind of horror stories in their own way. Not horror in the sense where they're scary, but more horror in the, you know, they, they do a great job of building dread. And I think that one of the things is, like, as you're, you know, as they go through and as they tell these stories, it's, this is a great way to do these short stories and adapt them in a way. And then there's a note at the end about, it's a little hard to read because they did it in cursive. Um, you know, so they're actually really focused to try and read it. Um, about the publication history of the original short story. And I I think these four shorts are all fantastic. Um, even down to, like, it, it's, a, it's a decision. Like, everything you do in film is a decision. Every, everything, it, like, you're choosing, you know, how to do it. And I think the, the choice to have it where these shorts are being told verbatim with narration and all of that included 
It's basically an audiobook with some additional visuals, which is a really interesting way to go about doing this, because you wouldn't do this any other thing, where it's like, you know, a narrator in the scene is telling you what people are saying, who's saying it, even though they're delivering the dialogue, and and then they're going back and saying, he said, like that. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's really, that's a really interesting choice to, to do that, because you could have not done that. But I feel like, for what this is, and for the speed they're going through, which I think, too, I think the only person who could really do this is Wes Anderson. Um, and to that end, I think Wes Anderson should just be chairman of, of Ralph Dahl from now on, like, Jesus Christ. Um, like, and it's like the whole thing is just so, like, all of them are so well executed. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Uh, when he appears, he's in The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which I think is the strongest of them. And as I'm watching that, I'm like, this feels like something that ended up inspiring, um, what's his name? Um, um, about the, the guy's name, the guy who wrote, um, the guy who wrote, uh, Story of Your Life and, and, uh, and, and Exhalation, um, Ted Chang, um, he, like, that, like, it feels like some of his stuff was influenced by this, and I think that these shorts are really great for people who want to get a sense of narrative storytelling in a short, and what that looks like visualized, um, and, and, and how to keep it kind of truncated. And it, they do a great job with these. And I think, you know, I think Wes Anderson, is he releasing these theatrically? I don't know. Because if he's releasing them theatrically, he's got a solid chance of getting a nomination for Best Original Short. Um, which means I'm going to have to watch at least one of these in a theater later this year. Um, if that happens. I think the chance, if any of them get to that, I think it ends up being um, The Wonderful Life, or, or the... Yeah, the wonderful life of Henry, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, I think is what it's called. Um, off the top of my head, I should have written it down. Um, but yeah, all four of them are on Netflix. I would say definitely check them out. You're definitely gonna want to go out and, and watch these. I think that they do execute, you know, the story they're trying to tell in a meaningful way, and they do it very well. Um, where you'll, you'll, you'll walk away from it feeling like, okay, well, that was not a way... Like, my concern was that I would watch this and I would walk away feeling kind of like I did after I Am Groot, which I know is not the same thing at all. Don't, don't, don't give me shit for it. I know it's not the same thing. But it is, in so much as it is a series of shorts that are being put on a streaming service, um in a dumb way, too, because they also did it the way they did season one of I Am Groot, where it was, they, they split it up into four different things, you had to hunt them down, um, which is a little annoying, but I, Jesus Christ, I was a maneuver, um, hopefully that guy's not, you know, having an emergency or something, that he's going that fast and not trying to hit someone, um, but in a world where we have, like, you know, that same kind of thing, it's, it's an easy comparison to make, and, and, and a worthwhile comparison to make, I would say, because I think 
that, you know, taking these things and putting them on streaming, it's, it, it's easy to be like, well, you know, but on the other hand, they're short films, and what better, like, the streaming environment should be, you know, filled with these shorts, because on-demand viewing is, the best, is one of the things that would help people get more access to them. Like, there's no reason why, and, and I think I've said this in the past when I do the annual, you know, let's watch all the shorts that were nominated for best live action and best uh, animated short film. Like, I think I've done it before where I'm like, there's no reason why you have to go to a movie theater for one of two showings, or one of three showings, to, to see these shorts. These shorts should just be made available. And for the most part, a lot of them, you know, a good amount of them are now. If you go on Netflix, like, uh, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Two Identical Strangers, uh, now these, um, you know, a lot of the documentary shorts end up available. My Octopus Teacher, um, what was the other big one? Um, I forgot what the other one was. Um, Navalny is on, is on Max. Um, Oh, no, Navalny wasn't a short. Navalny was a, uh, was a, uh, what's it called? Navalny was a, uh, uh a feature light documentary. Um, no, what was the other one? It was, like, The Elephant something or other. Um, that one's on, on Netflix. And it's just, like, you, you watch these, like, this is a, a perfect way to get people into short films. And in a world where we're talking about, oh, people don't have the attention span, oh, people don't have the attention span, you know, well, why don't we put these out? You know, make these available for people to watch. And I think that these do it very well. And again, I think these have a valid educational purpose. I think that for the sake of preserving, you know, preserving media, these are useful because it's a way to consume the story that Roald Dahl told years ago. And Roald Dahl has his, his issues, uh, with the benefit of, of, of 2023's hindsight, but to, to take those stories and preserve them in a way where it's like, we're just going to tell them straight, we're not going to change it, we're not going to alter the story to make it the way, it, you know, the, uh, on the, um, you know, up to the standards of what we have now, we are just going to, 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 to release the, what's it called, you know, we're just going to tell the story straight, there's, there's a real use for that. In in um, in modern filmmaking, and I think that that's something that's worth watching. Um, so go check it out. Go on on Netflix and watch these four shorts. Uh, they are available on there. Um, just to send the message that this is something that we want to see more of um, out in the world. Um, but uh, but yeah, we will wrap up there for today. So this week, tomorrow morning, we have. Um, Wheel of Time Season 2, Episodes 6 and 7. Wednesday, the finale of Ahsoka. Thursday, we're talking about Power Rangers, Galactic, whatever it's called. Uh, Power Rangers, Galactic. Man, I really have, I feel like I'm really getting back into my roots. You know, we, we're going from Adventure Time to Power Rangers, you know, because exactly where we got ourselves, you know, you know, from in the beginning. Uh, all over a decade ago. And, uh, then we got on uh, on Friday we have the premiere of Loki, and uh, on Sunday we're gonna go to the uh, what's it called? 
the uh, the Hampton International Film Festival. We're gonna go check out um, what's it called? We're gonna go check out uh, Fancy Dance, the new movie with Lily Gladstone. Um, this week we will have an episode of um, what's it called? Of Thirty Minute Reviews at some point. I just don't know the exact day yet. And I believe tomorrow Josie and I will be recording. We may move thirty minute reviews back to Thursday. Um, Josie and I will be recording uh, exploring hyperspace lanes. Uh, I believe tomorrow I will keep everyone posted on that. Um, which means we'll be doing the episode before the finale of Ahsoka. So we'll just do the Clone Wars movie, and then we'll do the Ahsoka wrap up the week after. Um, but. I think we have a movie this weekend, too. Probably not The Exorcist. I don't know if I'll be able to work into my schedule. I've got a very busy week. Oh, Saturday we're doing Solar Ash, the video game. Um, that was another thing we're doing. So we got a, quite a packed week coming up. Quite a lot happening. Quite a lot going on. Um, for anyone out there who uses Google Podcasts, I am 100% aware of the issue. Uh, I am working to fix it on our end. Our end is fine. It is Google Podcasts, which continues to be a lackluster service that is creating this issue. Um... We, you know, I'm, I'm not going to certain what's going on there. Google Podcasts, I think, is... I, I got an email because I use it as my primary podcast provider because I use an Android. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that it is going away. Um, I'm fairly certain that it is... Um, it, like, it's being phased out. So I think that the advice I'm going to give is to migrate to another podcast service. Uh, be it Spotify, be it Amazon Music, be it... Um, you know, well, Stitcher's gone too. Yeah, I would say the Spotify or Amazon Music or Audible are the only real options right now. Um, I guess Audible's like the bougie option. If you're going to pay for the Audible subscription, you have access to that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think for me, it's going to end up being Amazon, you know, Amazon Music um, or Spotify. Um, but yeah, we will wrap up there for today. And until our next episode, Have a great rest of your week.